May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. One thing I love, and you'll find this as we journey through together, I love a story. I love all stories. In fact, it's my fond hope that I can get to hear some of yours sometimes. And I have a couple that I'm planning to share with you today from my own experience. And I love the parables that Jesus tells. I love how he weaves a story and a lesson into one beautiful tapestry. And today's gospel reading is a wonderful example of this. But let's start at the beginning. Today the gospel reading tells us on one occasion an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. And of course he asks the question, doesn't he? What must I do to inherit eternal life? That's a nice easy one. <laughs> Mainly would take us, what, five minutes to sort that one out, do you reckon? But tennis is not my thing. Although what follows here is a little bit of a verbal tennis match. Jesus, of course, expertly returns the question and says, what is written in the law? How do you read it? Jesus, of course, he's shown us already that he has the winning hand here. The man asking the questions is an expert in the law. And yet Jesus is not afraid to step into his arena, as it were. The verbal tennis match continues until we get to our story, our parable, the Good Samaritan. Now, of course, the man in the journey, he's simply journeying from one place to another. We don't know anything about him. And through no fault of his own, he suffers quite an injury, really. He's beaten, robbed and left at the roadside. Imagine how he must have been feeling. Scared, alone, certainly in pain. And then he sees it, a priest coming his way. He must have thought his luck had shifted quite dramatically. I mean, surely the priest would help someone if he saw them in need. Think of our own context. If any of us were in need and we saw Father Stuart coming towards us, we'd think, oh, well, help's on the way. Nope, the priest just keeps on walking. And next, a Levite. Now, they often served diaconal roles to the priests assisting with worship. You're in need. You see me coming. You're going to be thinking, ah, oh, it's all right, Darren's here. I've got a bit of help. Nope, not this time. The Levite just keeps on walking. Now, in all fairness, at this point, I imagine that poor fellow lying on the side of the road must have all but given up. I mean, what chance has he got? A priest's walked past him. A Levite, a deacon has walked past him. And then he sees him, a Samaritan. Now, typically, of course, Jews and Samaritans were not friends. Yet this Samaritan, this enemy, stops to help our man. He administers first aid, puts him on his donkey, and he walks takes him to a place of safety and pays for his care. And what does he ask for all of this generosity? Nothing, nothing. He does it because it's not about generosity for that Samaritan. It's not about bragging rights. It's just the right thing to do. And those words again come forth, don't they? Love your neighbor. Those three words, they've had books written on them. Sermons preached all over the world. Whole movements have been based upon those three words. Indeed, John might like this one. I saw a cartoon once and Jesus is preaching and he says, love your neighbour. And someone from the crowd answers something along the lines of, but Lord, what if they're a different colour or a different gender or a different sexuality? And Jesus' reply is very simple. 
did I stutter. Love your neighbour. It's such a simple order, isn't it? And yet sometimes we find it so difficult. And here, speaking of stories, I'd like to share two from my own life. Uh, firstly, I was bullied a lot as a child. Uh, one day I would have been about seven, maybe eight. I was walking around my local town when a group of my bullies saw me and they chased, they, they gave chase. What did I do? What else could I do? I legged it. In the pursuit, I lost a shoe, of all things, a shoe. And I grew up poor, and I knew my mum was going to kill me for losing this shoe. But I kept running. They almost caught me when this elderly gentle, gentleman stepped off his lawn and just stepped into their path. And he had such authority in his voice, he barked at them and told them to leave me alone. And they all stopped. It was like a cartoon, you know, when they run into the invisible wall. It was like that. He stopped them. And he made them disperse. He actually told one of them to go and fetch me my shoe and hand it back to me. Then he proceeded to wait while I put my shoe back on and tied the lace. And then he walked me home. His gentle kindness on that short walk, as I was terrified out of my mind, has never left me from that day to this. But let's take a look at our own lives for a moment. Take some time. Close your eyes if you need to. Think of a time that you have needed a good Samaritan. A time you were in need and someone stepped in to help just because it was the right thing to do. Think of the situation. How bad was it? And how did you feel when that help came? And I'd like to share another story with you. Back when I was a teenager, I had a girlfriend who was a budding artist. And she took night classes at the local college. And I would wait for her at a nearby McDonald's. And there was this homeless fella outside that would ask for change as people left. Uh, one day, I was sat inside nursing this cheeseburger thing that, in all fairness, I didn't really want. <laughs> and I saw a steady stream of people just walk past this fella. And I realised, I don't really want this. And yet he'd give anything for it. So I picked it up, I took it outside and I handed it to him. And we sat outside together and talked until my girlfriend at the time was done with her class. And the following week, he was there again. So I did the same. And it became a weekly meeting for us. Even after she'd finished the course, even after we split up, I would still go back and spend my Thursday evenings sat outside McDonald's with this fella, sharing what I can only describe as the most worst cheeseburgers on the planet. So let's go back to taking a moment. Think back of your own lives. Think now of the time that you have been the Good Samaritan. Think of the time you have seen someone struggling. You have been in a position to help. And you did it. However small an act it was to us. It's a rancy cheeseburger I didn't want. To him it was the world. To us it may be a cup of tea and a pat on the shoulder. To someone else, it may be better than Jesus sat next to them just for a moment. What motivated you? What pushed you into that action? 
Because you see, my brothers and sisters, that's the heart of this story, this parable that Jesus tells. The good Samaritan, he saved that man's life and there's no doubt about it. And as we walk along the journey of life, we will encounter those who have stumbled. We will encounter those who have fallen. A kind word, binding some wounds, taking someone to safety. In following this command of Jesus, we prove ourselves to be his. And at the end of today's gospel, Jesus asks the expert, which of these do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And of course, the expert, he answers him. He says, well, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus tells him, go and do likewise. My brothers and sisters, that call is not just for this parable. It's not a call for 2,000 years ago. It's a call to us today, here in 2022. Go and do likewise.